What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unstable Duel Podcast. I am Forrest, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Justin. How you doing, Justin? I'm doing good. How you doing, brother? Not too bad, not too bad. Just getting everything all set up. I know I'm set up. I'm looking sexy as ever. <laughs> ah, there we go. All right, so, 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 all right. I feel I feel lost without our normal viewers. <laughs> All right. So one thing I want to start doing before we jump right into the topic of this week is I want to start doing like a uh, kind of a small recap of of how the last episode went. Because I was I was logging in today and I saw that we had over 110 streamers last week, uh, which is which is pretty good. We tend to get that a lot. Uh, one thing. I am trying to figure out what we can do is how to get those people that listen, whether they're at work or something, uh, maybe to interact a little bit more. N- not that they have to, just love right. for feedback or something or, you know, have a request or anything like that. And I think one of the problems is is both of us, we forget to, to maybe say the, the website name, so maybe if somebody comes across us on Spotify or Apple, they may they may not know where to find us or something. So I want to try getting a habit of that. I was thinking about maybe sometime soon, maybe just filming some audio cues that I could just like randomly insert into the podcast uh, as I'm doing the edit that just kind of give our website. For anybody listening, you can always find us. We always go live every Sunday, facebook.com forward slash unstable duel. We have the unstable dual pod or unstable Um so if anybody has any questions, suggestions, Apple anything Podcasts, else. Look for us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um Google is doing what Google does constantly and they're shutting down another one of their services. They're closing their podcast service starting uh March first. So we will no longer be linking to them because they won't be providing podcasts anymore but you can listen to us on spotify apple the website youtube uh facebook anywhere yes all of our episodes if you don't even see them live they are still available for you to go on to facebook and watch them yep um and add comments on them or contact us uh, directly on our page. Uh, Justin, you can email us too. Justin at unstableduel.com and Forrest at unstableduel.com. Um, so yeah, just just for anybody listening. But I, I'm happy to see because we get over a hundred views pretty regularly when we're when we're not kind of thrown off. We're missing a week, which right? Is, which is good. Uh, another thing is is our last. Uh, my contract is up for the website. March 2nd and they want to try raising the price like $12 a month which I'm not paying so at the end of the month I'll be switching to a different host uh, there may be a, a day or two where the website is down but as soon as I know for sure what days I will let everybody know so. yeah we can't be having that happen <laughs> <laughs> alright enough of the rambling what we got going today this is this is a adjusting episode uh, the parents party where you want to start with that? Let's just, let's describe what that means for anybody that wasn't here listening to the or didn't see the Facebook promo. What what does that mean? Essentially, what that means is parents taking control. Um, for far too long, we have allowed our children to be controlled by the TV, the video games, the teachers, the doctors, friends, um, anybody, and everyone else aside us. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, we are their parents. We are supposed to be making the decisions for our children on how we want them raised and how we are going to raise them. Yep. Um, and we have essentially left that to other people. Um, so now it is time to end that. Um, what we're going to do today is I have some topics, um, some specific categories where our children are essentially being taken away from our control. And I want to go through some of them, um, and we're gonna have some fun with it. I'm gonna it's I'll gonna... play devil's advocate as I tend to do. I'll kind of because there has you know, let's be fair. A lot of parents kind of rely on society to raise their kids. Um, 
even 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 when we were kids, we were we were never really home. But it seems to be getting worse now that a lot of families have both parents working. They kind of they tend to rely on all the other sources of raising their kids. So I'm kind I'm going to play a devil's advocate. So <laughs> where uh, would you like uh, to start? Well, I'll just say that part of what we're going to discuss tonight, um, we've delved into a little bit of it in prior podcasts. Part of it's going to tie into the next Justin topic that's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, so pay attention if you need to. Take notes. Um, I will not leave cliffhangers. I will uh, actually be a good storyteller along the way, so I bring the stuff back up. Uh, just so a quick, totally lost. just a quick shout out. Uh, welcome, Candace. Welcome, Diane. Uh, welcome, Sarah. And no worries. I told Justin about the the puppies going into la- or the dog going into labor. Welcome, Tommy. <laughs> I believe this is the first time I've seen Tommy on the podcast uh, live with us. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Happy to hear you be here. So. What we're going to talk about is all about parents taking control, which I've already kind of said. Um, a couple areas where our children have been screwed with. Um, dietary needs, medical needs, uh, school needs, media needs, social media. A lot of that affects what happens with our children. Oh, we got to uh, kick him. We got to kick this Tommy guy out. We got this. This bears. This bears uh, no stuff bears. has to go. <laughs> Coming on here, claiming bears, and you live in Wisconsin. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'll tell. I'll tell everyone where he lives after the show. <laughs> we can go burn some toilet paper on his uh, front stuff. <laughs> so the first and probably most highly controversial areas I'm gonna hit uh, is the medical profession. So. Um, when we were children, we're going to start with vaccinations, which I know everyone that's watching is a gigantic fan of. Um, and my co-host, I think, might be a fan of these, but we'll get into that. <laughs> well, you're wrong about everybody listening, because I don't think anybody listening cares about <laughs> I know, That was a joke. <laughs> um, I, do, I do support, but I don't push. I, okay. I am fully vaccinated. I get my vaccine every year. I still got COVID this year. I had... I basically had the flu for a weekend, maybe because I got the vaccine. Maybe we, we never really know. I support it, but I never push it. Okay. Well, that's fair, there? I guess. So we are both children of the eighties. Um, sorry to tell everyone how old we are, but yes, we are children of the eighties. So we were born and I believe both of us, 1981, 80, 81, 81. Correct. So, uh, when we were born, we were required to get seven vaccines as a child from birth to the age of 18. I remember I, my earliest memory of being vac- of being vaccinated is because growing up poor, especially in the 80s and 90s, we never went to the hospital. We had a strep throat. We sucked it up. I don't, we, right. They didn't care. Um, but I do remember before I was allowed to get out of elementary school and go into middle school, I had to go get a series of shocks. That's the only time I remember ever having to get vaccines. Correct. Um, I believe uh, what I read was in 1985, they created a schedule, um, but they didn't start pushing it. And I, I believe the same thing. I mean, we get them when we're babies, so we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yes, uh, school requires... X amount of vaccines to go. I got mine at the health department because I too. was also yep. poor. Yep. Um, so it was cheap and easy to go get it done there. Um, now children are required up to 39 different vaccines. Really? Uh, before they're 18. Um, some places up to 72. Um, but for us here in Wisconsin, I believe that's semi-minimal. Uh, they hit it in bigger cities and bigger states. Uh, we won't say political parties that enforce more. Um, but it's a minimum of 39 um, that all children have to get. So the big problem with all of this is, is there controversy of the side effects of all of these vaccines that children get? Um, the most broad change in our children is the rate of autism um, that has hit in the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. Autism has just blown through the roof. 
1980, when we were born, one in 1,000 children were diagnosed with autism um, or what they believe to be autism. Today, that is up to 27.6 children out of 1,000 are diagnosed with autism. To, to be fair, now, I, I that, is, that does sound like a lot of vaccines, and I am curious. I wish I knew which vaccines were required now that wasn't back then, because there are some that would probably be important, like smallpox. I mean, we have, with, with the creation smallpox of certain vaccines, done. we have created, um, we have eradicated some diseases that we just don't see anymore. And to be fair... Our research and education as far as autism and other mental health uh, issues, it's a lot more better now than it was when we were kids. Depression and autism and stuff, that didn't exist when we were kids, really. Not to say it's not a lot of fucking vaccines. (laughs) It did. Um, It did exist back then, but there's just more focus on it now today. Um, And actually, for qualifications for autism today are a lot stricter than they were in the 80s. So they added in Asperger's, which is like a um, a mild case of autism. Um, that was around for a couple decades, and they took that out as a diagnosis of autism. When I was with my ex, uh, her son had extreme... Um, he would get really... Like, noises would freak him out. He was diagnosed with Asperger's, and at the time, it was a form of autism. And yet, right. uh, they since removed that from the spectrum and made it six own separate diagnosis. Correct. Um, so that right there, the Asperger's part was taken out. Um, so, I mean, we have to look at the ingredients in these vaccines because at times there was very bad ingredients. Mercury was in some of them. Silver, heavy metals are in them. Those heavy metals are linked to brain damage and mental health. Um, They were in a lot of them. Now, they might not all have them currently, but uh, the trend is getting worse. It's not getting any better. There's very little to uh, say that all these other things could be causing the autism because the only thing that has increased... And all of that time are all of these vaccines. Um, There could be more ingredients in our processed foods. But then adults would also be getting these problems, and they're just not. One thing thing I... Food is interesting because I heard something a couple years ago from uh, somebody that was trained in a dietitian. He told me that we were having a talk about why... Men seem to be sissies. Women seem to be developing much earlier than when I was a kid. And he said it was directly related to the food. He says soy has a lot, like soy, for example, has a lot of estrogen in it. And yes. soy is in everything now compared to when we were children, which makes females develop earlier and men wimpier. Yes, that is uh, 100% true. <clears throat> Um, Soy-based products are uh, readily, uh, far more used than they ever were. Soy is a replacement for a lot of things. But yes, soy, if you're trying to be a man, it kills testosterone um, and produces estrogen. Hence why men and boys need to eat more meat. Yep. Uh, because meat does not have soy in it, and the only way to add soy is to season it with soy. And, And just a side note for any man listening... Young man or old man, if you want to go to the gym and you want to take a protein shake, stay the fuck away from the soy-based ones. Look for look for whey uh, protein yep. shakes because they make a lot of soy ones and they don't help you at all. No, in fact, they're going to make you girly, man. Yep. <laughs> um, another thing that has uh, been affected um, by this is allergies. Um, if you know kids... Uh, your younger generation has a lot more food allergies and overall allergies than they ever have in the history of our country. Yeah. Um, allergies you really can't hide. Allergies have been around forever. I remember, so, I, I don't ever remember any grade I was ever in. We'd always pass out candy for every holiday, and there was never a restriction of some kid that couldn't have this or that or, you know, whatever. Right. Nut allergies. Nut allergies are. Um, through the roof compared to where they used to be. 
Um, so schools used to serve peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They can't bring nuts into the school anymore. Um, and a lot of classrooms, they won't allow you to bring the candy that might be produced in a nut facility. Um, and what kid do you know is going to look at a, a pack of candy to see if there might have been nuts around it? Yeah. The, the, one <laughs> thing, the one thing that's interesting to support what you're saying is I, other countries can't have milk like we have here in America because we're used to it. Right. Um, you can develop allergies if you don't consume something. I grew up living off milk. Like, that's being poor, we never had soda. We had water and we had milk. It never bothered me. When I turned right. 17, I moved away from home. I didn't have milk for like four years. All of a sudden, when I went back to start drinking milk, it tears me up. I'm, I'm now considered lactose intolerant. So by, right. by being so careful with our kids and keeping things away from them, they can develop allergies. Correct. Um, things like that. But our milk in the U.S. is highly processed. Yeah. Um, if you go to other countries, milk is not in a fridge. Yep. It's on yep. a shelf. Um, I didn't believe it, but I was in Mexico. I looked for it in a cooler. And you know what I didn't find? Milk. It was on a shelf next to the eggs. Outside, in the air. Um, and it tastes different. Tastes way better. So does the food in other countries. You can grab a bag of Doritos in another country, and it tastes way different than the bag of Doritos we get here. Really? So do the sodas. Yes. There are no um, highly processed parts in chips and sodas in other countries. Um, there is real sugar, not the processed sugar we get. Um, if you show a label in another country of the product label, it's very short. If you look at one in our country, that same product, it takes up the whole back of the bag. And obviously anybody <laughs> with common sex knows the less ingredients, the more natural. Correct. Um, so part of what I'm saying about these vaccines, we could probably attribute a minimal part of these issues to the foods we eat um, that are highly processed because everything... Is highly processed. Even our vegetables. That by are the fresh. way, by the way, this this video will not be going on YouTube because the second we said vaccines, YouTube will flag us. So you'll well, find it by Google. You'll they're you'll you'll find Google. this episode everywhere but YouTube. <laughs> but there. Um, so I would probably say that most of us watching right now never heard about a nut allergy when we were in school. Um, the next one that we never heard about when we were in school is celiac disease, or an allergy to gluten um and here's here's the thing that is a soy allergy um so soy contains gluten uh wheat contains gluten um and now we went from a 0.5 percent of people uh had celiacs to two percent doesn't sound very large but that's times four that's a quadruple increase in celiacs disease yeah. in a short period of time now, um, that one I could, I could give or take. Then it might be food related with all the soy products that are given to us now. Um, but again, that's another thing. There's not a ton of explanation of why that is happening. Um, food related allergies and things like that don't come from breathing the air. They come from food and chemicals that you intake. Um, we can look into it. I mean, if anyone wants to deep dive, please do your research. Uh, problem with this is if you want your kids to go to public school, you have no options. Yeah, you have no option besides private school or homeschooling. Correct. And even private schools have a vaccine schedule that you need to follow per the state you are in. Um, so if you are noticing these horrible things happening to your kids mentally um, that there's no explanation for, um, you know, like things like ADD run in a family. So if your parents have it, you should have it, but it should not be something that just pops up out of the blue, uh, 10 generations removed from perfect health. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, um, so like autism and stuff is considered a mental health, uh, disorder and most mental health disorders are hereditary. They could skip a generation, but typically if nobody in your family, grandpas or, you know, great, great grandparents, especially then something's up. Correct. And for anyone that knows about autism, uh, a lot of autistic people refuse to be touched. That is a, 
Um, a marker of autism is physical contact will enrage an autistic person. I'm not saying that's all of them, um, but that is a, a very large marker that something is wrong with autism. Yeah. Um, so do your research. There are ways around the vaccines. If you've got time to be a parent, um, as we said, a lot of times both parents have to work. Um, look into it. And if you can homeschool your kids and you think you can provide them a good education, would not be a bad idea if that is something that bothers you. Um, on the flip side, vaccinated kids. on the flip side, I support vaccinations when they make sense. Um, I'm no scientist, but as far as I know, a vaccine should typically be a very small dose of whatever it's trying to prevent you from getting. Put in, yeah, a very small dose of the virus put into your body so your immune system can build antibodies and learn how to defeat it if you get the full-blown virus. With that said, look at the ingredients of the vaccine. If, if what you're saying is true and that some of them have heavy metals and other bullshit that makes no sense, then obviously use, use you know, common Correct. sense. And uh, for those that are... Uh, have younger kids, you'll know that they're vaccinating for chicken pox. Uh, 90% of the time, your kid's going to get chicken pox anyway. It's not a deadly disease unless you're immunocompromised. You're going to get a few bumps and a slight fever. I had that shit three times. And you're going to be bordering the line of sterility. Um, because if you repeatedly get chicken pox, it can sterilize you. Oh, really? Um, yes. You're only supposed to be able to get it once. Rare occasions can you get it more than once? The first two times I got it, um, the first time both of my brothers had it really bad, and I w- it didn't even bother me. I was laughing at them for being so sick. And apparently if you don't get it, like, full-blown, you can still get it, like, full-blown. Finally, the third time, I, like, I was really sick. <laughs> it's not going to kill you. You're just going to feel like crap. Yeah. It's, it's uh-huh. just, like, it's just, like, a bad flu. It's itchy. It's, you're, you're, you're sick, and you got mosquito bites all over um i know a lot of people that will intentionally search for people with chicken box to get their kids to get it um and take it out of their system as fast as possible which sounds Um, very cruel but the logic behind that is the younger you get it the less sick you get it it can be a lot more dangerous to you if you get it as an adult than if you get it as a kid right when you get it as an adult it can be shingles and shingles is terrible um, so the next we're going to move on to our public broadcast system, um, or PBS. What are you Every... going after PBS for? what they do? Oh, 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 what didn't they do? <laughs> um, all of us that are in our thirties and forties, remember watching Sesame street, Mr. Rogers growing up poor without of... cable. That was all. All I was able to watch at a very early age was Mr. Rogers, yes. Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, you know, all the stuff on PBS. Yeah. You learned how to count. You learned how to read. You learned your colors, learned your numbers. You learned a whole bunch of good stuff when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anyone that knows, PBS is sponsored by the government. They pay for PBS. We do not. Well, we do with our tax money. Um, hence why it's public broadcast. But PBS has went from teaching you numbers, how to read, what colors are, to talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, trans issues, oppressed versus oppressor crap. They was, have now... Uh, was PBS always uh, a government... I remember as a kid, they'd always have those uh, infomercials and commercials where they'd be asking for sponsors because they said that they were... Uh, when we were kids, at least, I always thought they were basically paid for by donations. Donations, and, I mean, and, they always say from sponsors like you. Yeah. So, yes, people like you and me can donate money to them, but they also get subsidized by the government. Okay, okay. Um, hence why they have turned a political side, whereas when we were younger, there was no politics involved in PPS. They don't None even of, have Sesame Street anymore, right? I believe that went to oh, HBO. Do. Oh, do they? No. They might still have. They might have it on HBO, but PBS still has it. Okay. Um, they might do a different kind of Sesame Street on HBO. Um, 
I mean, they do put children's programming from other uh, other stations on HBO and pay stations. Yeah. Um, but they have turned a political corner um, where they're doing all these things that are indoctrinating our children. Our young children need to learn numbers, colors, reading. They do not need to know about diversity, equity, and inclusion. They do not need to know about gay trans issues. They need to know about their numbers and live in a colorblind society like we were supposed to be raised in. Um, it's better off for them. Let them learn these things from their parents and where their parents want to turn them. L little kids aren't born with any kind of hate or racism or political stings, so I 100% agree with you there. They need to be taught colors, shapes, numbers, anything else beyond that they learn from their parents. Correct. And for a large portion of us, uh, the older you are, the more it is relevant. Uh, we spent a lot of time in front of that TV when we were younger. Mm -hmm. uh, we ate our food there. We played with our little toys when we were, you know, toddlers uh, before we went to school. I 100% um, learned more from TV. I mean, with the exception of school, I learned more from PBS than I did from my parents. Right, and this is like the, the babysitter type mm. thing. The TV babysat you. Yeah, You stay there and watched it. Um, a lot of us went through that. Um, I, I would encourage, if it was ever possible, that parents that you know could go back 30 years and watch that PBS to do it. Um, but obviously we can't do that anymore. Uh, so verifying what your kids are able to see and watch on uh, your local stations that are free and available to you is very important. Uh, Nickelodeon also used to be the same way where it was all entertainment with no message behind it, no political, no socioeconomic, no social issue was ever on Nickelodeon. Um, that is now turning the corner and going in a different political direction as well. Uh, be careful what you put on, monitor it, watch it. Um, there's certain shows that are pretty straightforward and good, Caillou. As a pretty straight-laced show. I hated that fucker. I, I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying it's a pretty straight-laced show. <laughs> he was um, such a whiny... Oh, I hated when uh, when my when my stepkids wanted to watch that. He was such a whiny little shit. Yep, yep, yeah. I mean, back in the day, the dinosaur show was really good. I mean, but to um, be fair, when we were kids, they didn't have a political agenda, but we also had cartoons with skunks that went around raping women <laughs> no one had ever thought of it that way though um th that just wasn't what we saw when yeah we watched yeah we know that. yeah we definitely never thought of it that we way. looked at a casanova trying to run get a date um and they even took all that stuff you can't even find on the tv anymore yeah we have and an episode coming up with Bucks we have an episode coming back or coming up soon about uh, cartoons and TV TV shows from then and now compared to now. Right. Good. We'll get more into that. Then. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into the next biggest part, and this is where the uh, the hardest part of being a parent comes in. It's our school system. Um, our schools have went from teaching historic historically accurate information such as our founding founding fathers our heroes that created this great na nation um now they're talking about how the founding fathers were slave owners and oppressors they went from teaching the importance of a colorblind society to the color of your skin is what matters the most when public, public school is always trash though they they from day one they taught fucking christopher columbus founded america which is still bothers me to this day that they still teach that it's a lie yeah that's a lie um but i think they did switch that from he did found it uh he led to the discovery okay either way they celebrated columbus as a hero and he's really a zero yeah uh, but they're still doing that now um so that's something parents need to get on as you need to see what they're doing uh, and tell them the truth uh, we also went from reading the Grapes of Wrath or Dr. Seuss books to removing those from the shelves because they might hurt people's feelings. Now you get to read I Am Jazz, I'm Jack, Not Jackie, and Genderqueer um, as regular parts of your curriculum for kids, little kids. <laughs> and if anyone knows what the Grapes of Wrath are, I mean, my daughter was just assigned that book, so she got to read it. 
Um, it says the N-word a few times in it, um, but it was also written many, many moons ago. Yeah. And that is a typical language of that day and age when that book was written. So it is historically accurate of the time it was written. Um, Not saying it's but, right, but th- that is how a lot of right. people talked back then. And people got to understand history. <laughs> so if you're trying to cover all of that up, you're getting inaccurate information. You're going to go and you're going to tell your kids about these oppressors and the oppressed and how these people treated people. And you're going to erase every bit of evidence that shows that things weren't great, but things have progressively gotten better over time. Um, you eliminate the steps in between and you can just say, oh, it was just terrible yesterday. Yeah. And all this and that. But really, if you look at actual history, that's not a correct statement. 100% agree with you. So when it comes to schools, um, we need to hold them accountable. And every school uh-huh. is different. Um, I know MPS, uh, Milwaukee Public School, for anybody not familiar with our, our geolocation, they tend to have a lot more of the, you know, liberal, progressive, you know, anti-slavery. A lot of the books and stuff that aren't, aren't fair. Um, West Dallas, a little bit better. Every school has an open house multiple times a year. You can go, you can see what they're teaching your kids. You can see what books are on the bookshelf. You can skim the, you know, the, the, the class books, you can get a good idea of what your, what your kids are going to be learning. And I think at least as far as schools, parents should definitely be proactive and seeing what their kids are going to be learning. Correct. Um, so on that boat, parents don't do a lot of that or haven't. Um, and if they have going to that open house, does you no good. Um, you need to go to school board meetings. So for instance, I, I listed off this book called gender queer. This book, Gender Queer, was given to grade school kids for part of their reading curriculum. In that book, it describes how to have gay sex. It shows pictures of blowjobs being given between two boys. Wow. A father went to a school board meeting, read that book to the school board, who then cut his mic off and tried to have him kicked out for reading a book that they were giving to his kid. Wow. Um, a pastor went and took that to another school board because, again, that school was getting that book. Um, if you aren't familiar, the first one I mentioned, I Am Jazz. That's a TV um, show on TLC, right? A boy that became a, a transitioning woman. Transitioning boy to a girl. Yeah. Um, there's a book about it. I Am Jack, Not Jackie is a similar premise. Being a kid all- going through puberty and just trying to to learn life is confusing and hard enough. It doesn't need to be more complicated by being taught before you even understand your body about same sex and things that aren't genetically typical. Correct. Now there can be debate on if gay and lesbian is a predisposition in people. Um, I would say that for the most part, having feelings, uh, uh, you know, you're a man and having feelings for another man is probably not something you're necessarily born with right away, but something that could develop over time naturally with outside, without outside pressures. Yeah. Um, but transitioning from one sex to another is not something that just comes naturally. Um, that is, it's a totally different thing. Um, exposing our, six-year-olds and seven-year-olds to that kind of filth and garbage is nothing but child abuse in my eyes. And the only way to stop it is to get to your school boards. Um, And sometimes it's not even the school. We have many cases where against school policy, we might have a, a teacher with a specific agenda pushing it onto children they're teaching. And those teachers need to be dismissed. I agree. Um, And here's a problem with that is a lot of them get tenured. They're protected by the teachers union. um, And there's nothing that can be done to stop them. And 
that is a problem. That is. Um, that one is. of the biggest problems I, I have with the union overall is the teachers' union. Uh, labor union, like auto workers, is good because it has done a lot of great things. Um, I think the teachers' union is corrupt. Um, and they all have an agenda. Maybe not every single teacher, but overall there's an agenda that does not align with my agenda. Yeah. Um, so it really bothers me. It um, should be flat out. If <laughs> you should be as unbiased as possible, um, you teach what the school calls for. And if you try teaching anything beyond that or pushing any kind of political, sexual uh, belief, it, it should be automatic termination. It should be part of the union contract. It should be. But, 100% agree. Um, you're really harming children's futures. Yeah. Uh, we've done a lot about mental health, and here's here's the research on it. 50% of transgender kids think about suicide. Here's what I'm okay with. I'm okay with if for high school, nothing nothing up until high school. High school co- kids are going through puberty. They're, they're learning sexuality. I'm okay with after school classes that are optional for kids that may be confused, wondering why maybe they're not finding an attraction to the opposite sex. Let them, let them be optional places they can go for help or questions. Yeah. But do not put that on already very confused teenagers. Correct. I mean, I would not, uh, I would not be opposed to offering support. Yeah. Um, but not support where you're forcing this on anybody. Yep. Um, because I am a parent. I mean, if my daughter is the first place she should be going is to me or her mom. Yep. Or her doctor. And having that discussion. And then as a group, we should talk about it, not her teachers. Um, no, not every kid has that option. But that being said, there are school counselors that can translate that information to parents. Yeah. And what we're running into is the schools are making the choices to block parents from knowing what their kids are doing in this aspect, where they're not telling them, oh, your kid, your son feels like a girl and where his dress is at school. They're not telling the parents. That is unacceptable. Um, until my child is 18, that is still my child. Yeah. Well, even after 18. Um, at 18, they can start making some decisions. Um, those decisions have consequences after the age of 18 that I can't protect them from. Before then, I am in charge. Yeah. Um, and I will do my best to, you know, fulfill their needs and listen to their needs. But a teacher's not going to be pro- providing dresses to my son. Uh, that'll be one thing that's damn sure. Yep. Um, our schools are also teaching our children about critical race theory. Uh, which is essentially telling white kids that they are the problem and all other races are victims. Now, now, I would like to hear you... This whole critical race theory thing became popular when I kind of took a big step back from politics. I've tried to research into it, and I'm seeing two very different descriptions of it, depending on what you, who, what side you're reading it from. Can you please explain what critical race theory is? Um, in its simplest terms, it is saying that uh, in our country, the white man has oppressed every other race so bad that no matter what laws are in place, the minorities will never be able to get a leg up no matter what you give them. And the only way to change that is to punish white people. And, t- and typically it's blatantly generalizing races where the reality is excuse me, mostly South are the ones that had slaves and white people in the North died to fight for their freedom. Correct. And black people owned yep. slaves. Uh, Kamala Harris's people family refused to slaves. ever acknowledge that, that there was some, some black on, you know, black people that owned black people. Right. 30,000 black people owned other slaves. And that's 10% of the total slave ownership in America all over 10% was owned by their own people. Yeah. The first slave ship that owned was a black man bringing slaves into the U S. Um, so the 1619 project, which is like the introduction, 
um, to critical race theory in America, uh, which it's not really the introduction. Uh, that's what blew it up. Argue that the founding of our nation was 1619 instead of 1492. Um, 1619 was the day the first slave ship landed in America. So they claim that America didn't start till black folks arrived here. Um, and that everything was built by black people uh, and not by white people. And that it was all slaves instead everybody of... Everybody knows that the, the Mexicans built together. everything. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, to be fair, I don't, I haven't heard, I don't have any, you know, biological children in school, but I, I haven't heard of any schools in our area that are teaching this. I'm sure there's some. Um, but here's the trick. There's a trick to how they do this. What's that? So here's how they do it. Every school has it to some extent. Um, we'll go like in math work. Little Johnny went to the, the carnival, had $20. Um, he bought cotton candy, took three rides that cost $2 a piece. How much money does Little Johnny have? Okay. You do the math, blah, blah, blah. And what this is supposed to be doing is firing up the minorities that are not named Little Johnny. Uh, so they give an ultra-white name to the problem. Um, where the black kids and the Mexican kids are like, I have never been to the fair because I'm poor. I don't have the money. But the white guy gets to go. And it's supposed to enrage the children to, to wonder why Johnny gets to go and Juan and Dewan don't get to go. But do the children really care? I, I grew up poor. I never went to fairs. I never cared. It's supposed to do that. It, it is social, social, learn, social and emotional learning. Okay. So... The word problems that they're putting in math and science class are not just 2 plus 3 equals whatever. Now they're making the word problems um, with different types of names in them that are supposed to evoke uh, oh, I, I emotions. See, I see what you're saying. Story. I got you. Okay. Um, and this has been a long-going thing where they have tried to develop these programs. So any parent that's watching right now has probably learned or heard about social and emotional learning um and a lot of times they introduce that to the parents and say look this is our model uh so be very careful uh when you're a parent that that is not all they're trying to do look at the homework read the questions and see if it invokes emotion in you or you're thinking about huh why would they say juan couldn't afford to go to the the race but bob got to go Huh. Why isn't the opposite? Hmm. I see what you're saying. So it's supposed to do that. I'm not saying that a lot of these children are uh, smart enough to get that critical thinking skill going in them. Uh, but the questions are set up that way to do that. Um, that is a big problem. Uh, there are no victims. Yeah. They're just not. We're all created equal. We all have opportunity, but we need to drive for it. Um, there are also in the schools are grading kids on sliding scales, uh, based on race. Really? Oh, yes. I know um, schools so get like MPS, for instance, I know they get different funding based on how many different races they have at the school. And how successful those races are. Um, so it's been big for the college. Uh, Harvard, um, was caught. Um, taking SAT scores from Asians and putting uh, who get the, the highest on the SAT scores. Whites get the second highest, blacks get the third highest. Wow. So they were flipping them and giving preference to the black kids over the Asians and the whites. Um, and they are doing that in schools also where they're sliding scales where the minorities are getting a little leg up Points are worth a little bit different than they are for the other students. Now, is um, that is that strictly just score. is that pretty much strictly because they get different funding based off how on how different minorities do? That could be. Um, I did not dig that deep into that part of it. Um, I just know it's there. Um, if you dig in a little bit, you see it, but then you got to dig way beyond the surface to get down to where it's all at. Yeah. But I would say a lot of that comes in. 
um, minority neighborhoods where there are a lot of failing schools, if you get them, give them a sliding scale, you can get those numbers up and not look so bad. Yeah. But then when they actually test them and then find out 90% of the kids in the school can't read, but yet they're all getting passing scores, how is that possible when they can't read the questions? Yeah. Uh, so I, I question all of that. How does that happen? Um, and at these schools that are not passing all of their kids and who can't read and all this need to get shut down or reorganized. Um, but again, those teachers are protected by the teachers union. Um, and the only way to stop that is being a parent and taking charge. Yeah. Um, the next thing the schools are doing are race based graduation ceremonies. What? There are multiple colleges. I know this is not minor children, but there are multiple colleges that are having black-only, Asian-only, Mexican-only graduation ceremonies. Why? Because um, they're idiots. Like, they're, they're like they taking a step backwards. Correct. Um, and they are, a lot of them are Oh, the next semester looks like they have black-only bathrooms and... Yes. Jesus. Um, they, already have, they already have black-only fraternities and sororities. Um, they do not have any white-only frats or sororities. Because that would be uh, racist. Listed that way. Yeah. But they do have black-only. Um, they might have Asian ones. They might have uh, Mexican ones. I don't know. I just know that uh, black folks have them. White folks don't. Um, kind of like our, our government has... Hispanic caucus, the black caucus, um, they would have an Asian caucus, but there's probably not enough Asians in our Congress to have one. But what they don't have is the white caucus. Um, if they did that, they would get lynched. Yep. <laughs> Literally get lynched if they did. Um, but it's at our schools. Um, and if we don't watch out, it's going to translate to younger and younger. And eventually they'll be having toddler programs for white only and black only again like they did in the 40s and the 50s. It's insane that there would be in today's society that any any state would allow such a thing to happen. That's crazy. But you know they do. There are states that will allow a whole lot of stuff to go on. Are you looking it up now? Yeah. UC Berkeley is the most recent one. May 4th, 2023 had yep. a black-only graduation. Harvard prepares to host an all-black graduation. What in the actual fuck, dude? I actually thought you may have been exaggerating. Wow. <laughs> wow. Justin does his research, homie. Um, it's not the only ones. Howard did it. There's three or four other HBCUs that do allow some white people in there, some Asians, um, that all did it. And just think about this. A majority, a majority black school that doesn't allow white people to join in their graduation ceremony. That's think nuts. about the flip side of that if a predominantly white school didn't let a black guy in. Um, how terrible that would be but it's okay at the historically black college to yeah. do that yeah. um, and the kids are being taught in school that that is okay that that is just fine and we know that that's not so the smartest of the smart too, harvard like that blows my mind but they're also the ones that got caught up in the race-based acceptance wow they were punishing asian kids at harvard not letting them in that were averaging like a high 1,400 on the SATs, putting them below the list on black students that were getting 800s on the SATs. Um, and they were getting sued for it. Damn. Harvard is terrible. All those Ivy League schools are the worst for all of it. Um, they have completely flipped from what we thought would, was happening hundreds of years ago with the racism and all that crap. It is now anti-white at all of those schools. And if you're a, a white man, you are screwed. Yeah. Uh, so what do we do about all of this? Number one, pay attention to what your kids are learning in school. You need to look at their homework. You need to look at the syllabuses that your kids have. Look at the curriculum. You need to attend your school board meetings. That's probably the... If you're a busy parent where you're both working and just struggling to get by, the simplest, easiest thing to do, honestly, 
if you ain't got time for board meetings and stuff, just every night take one minute and look at your kids' homework. Will give you a good that idea. Does not if you, take long. If you just do that every night, it'll tell you what your kid is learning and whether or not it's something that is good or bad. Talk to your children. See mm-hmm. if they think that anything is weird um, that does not go along with your principles. Let them uh, understand that just taught. because it's being taught from the school doesn't necessarily mean it, it's right, and they have the right to question that. Correct, because there are doctors telling young children that it's okay to get a sex change. And they're doing it without parents' consideration. Yep. Um, here's a couple things. Uh, there was a father that went to a school board meeting uh, because his child was raped. Uh, the school board covered it up because it was a trans boy that did it. Um, that father was arrested. Um, charges were all dropped and dismissed, but he still had the embarrassment of being put on public TV getting arrested. That's crazy. For speaking up at a school board meeting. Now all of those school board... People should be gone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sarah just said her kids are learning about the Bible right now in public school. And that's, we can, I mean, we're, we're running out of time soon, but we can go on forever about that. Religion should not be taught in school, honestly. I know you probably disagree being a religious person. Well, here's the thing. That's something that should be on the What's that? I'm they're sorry. probably also going to learn about the Quran. Yeah. So they're probably they're probably going through world religions right now where they're going to get a dose of every religion. Which I did get in school, so I got I got Hinduism, uh, Confucianism, Buddhism, Muslim. I had all of them in a class. I don't recall at MPS getting taught religion. Granted, especially in my older years, I kind of didn't pay attention, so it may have been there. Um, I, mean, I just don't think I don't class. think it should be. Kids, kids have such a limited amount of time in school. Make the classes, make what you're teaching them count and let the parents and them growing up as a person and making their own decisions decide where they want to go religiously and in other ways this uh could be an elective religions class okay that'd be fair i'd be, I'd be okay I, i'd be okay with an elective. i assume that sarah's kids are not babies anymore uh they're they're uh her oldest daughter is in high school but the rest of them are not so it's still all forced classes. Still there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there are groups around this country, uh, Moms of Liberty, that go to school board meetings and are working to get off the bad people from the school boards. Um, that's one big name. Uh, there are commentators and podcasters out there that are doing the same. Uh, so if you don't like what your children are learning... You can go and run for a school board spot or find somebody that holds your values. I have a, I have a question. Um, I know we're, we're running out of time. As somebody that is, is religious yourself, how do you feel about um, them kind of pushing religion in schools on, on kids? Uh, well, I don't think they should be. Um, I think the option for a kid that is religious should be there if they want to uh, study a little more on it, but it should not be a requirement. Um, especially in the younger years, that is the parent's job to teach it. Um, when you get to the high school, uh, you could have an option for a religions class, but it needs to hit more than just Christianity. Uh, to be fair, it should hit the world ones, like top four, top five. I'm proud maybe of you, throw Justin. A little bit. <laughs> um, well, I'm a Christian to the core. Um, it, it's again, nice. It's, it's nice to see somebody that's religious <laughs> and supports the freedom of choice when it comes to religion to teach them all, not just one specific form. Right. By the time they get to high school, my religious belief should be instilled in my child. Yeah. Um, but then you should be able to take that and learn why we believe what we believe, um, how some of these religions work together and how some of them work against each other. When I when, uh, when I was with my ex, my stepdaughter came up to us one night, and all of her friends in the area where we lived all went to church every week. We, we didn't, and she wanted to know why we didn't go to church, and she wanted to know if she could go to church and learn about the Bible. And I remember we, we went and bought her a, a kid's Bible, with the stories in a better way, better read form for her child. And we told her we'll take her, you know, we fully supported any decision she wanted to make researching her path. And we didn't push our beliefs or 
you know, dismiss her for being curious or anything. I do. I'm, I'm happy with your answer because I do fully support if a child is curious or wants to learn more electives, giving them the choice, but don't force it. Correct. And I mean, I know at uh, my son's elementary school, there is a faith-based after-school program if the parents want to do that, but you get a long readout of what it entails and you get a choice if they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily like a Bible study, but it is ran by a faith-based group. Um, middle school, I believe they had an after-school resource for that. I'm not positive the high school is doing it because I haven't dug in enough on the high school yet. Um, but I heard the high school that my daughter goes to, uh, there are fur, a couple furries running around the hallway. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm going to be confirming that with my daughter, and if that's the case, I will be at their school board meeting. Um, and they're going to get to know me real fast like the other school board got to know me real fast. <clears throat> the whole board would come and talk to me by myself before oh, really? we went into the meeting. Yep, the president, our uh, superintendent would see me walk in. He's like, oh, are we in trouble tonight? So I don't know, you tell me. And then I give him a concern. Uh, the last one was about the Rainbow Coalition, uh, which is the group that is ran by Merrick Garland's uh, son-in-law that is doing the questions like I just told you about um, and a bunch of surveys that are meant to strike emotions and make you feel bad for minorities and that whites are oppressors. Um but I got on all of them. Yeah. They all stopped. They all were in the hallway with me before we went in the meeting. Um, all answered my questions. All, all said they were going to go check into this. And uh, the one that's in charge of curriculum says, yes, we had to pull a couple things from them. But I went through all of it and pulled out all of that kind of race-based crap before you, we let it go in. You are a, a good example <laughs> of, of what a parent should do. I expected to disagree with you a little bit more today. Uh, one of the points I wanted to make today was for parents to do exactly what you do if, if they care about what their kids are learning and disagree with something their kids are learning um, to do exactly what you're doing and don't just sit there and be a keyboard ranter and want society to change to raise your kid the way you want your kid to be raised without you having any influence in doing it be a good parent be proactive of what your kid's teaching and take initiative don't just expect society to be perfect at how you think they should be because they're not all right i mean i um i did a rant one time about the middle school and the bullying that went on in the middle school i had a couple dozen people join in and talk about their experiences i then went to the school with that and let them have it more than once. I was in the middle school uh, probably a dozen times on my own, letting them have it for what I was seeing, then went in there for a few times at my daughter for what she was going through. Um, and I'm just surprised that the principal doesn't remember me by sight, but I dealt with the vice principal at the time, all the time. And I was in there even with the police officer, the school resource officer. I let him have it. Um, I just, I don't take crap when it comes to my kids. I don't take it from my kids. I'm not going to take it from teachers telling me what needs to be done, uh, for some of that stuff. I mean, oh, your kid's in trouble. We need to look at this. Well, that's fine. We can look at that, but give my kid gender queer and we're going to have a whole different conversation. <laughs> All right, well, I think that uh, wraps up a, a pretty good conversation about our children and how to make sure they're being taught properly. What do you think? Anything? I do. Um, watch your kids. Oh, there I am. Watch them. Pay attention to what they're learning. Uh, don't pamper them, but also don't let them get indoctrinated with values that are not yours. Re research what you're giving your kids. If you don't agree with something that, uh, what, as far as the vaccine goes, you have other options. Justin alluded to there's ways around things. Uh, we won't promote that. Again, this episode will not be. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> Again, this episode will you can message him. He will be more than happy to tell you how to get around things like that. This episode will not be on YouTube, uh, because the second you mention any form of vaccine, they 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 kick you off. Uh, for anybody listening from streaming services, you can find us at unstableduo.com, facebook.com forward slash unstable duel, and youtube.com forward slash unstable duel. Uh, with that said, next week we have conversation about veterans. Does America forget about our vets once they're out of the military? I think they do. Uh, who are they? <laughs> that who? Yeah, exactly. So those guys we see on the corner asking for a quarter half the time. <laughs> so we will have a good. We will have a good talk about that next week. With that said, I hope everybody has an amazing week. And we will see you guys Sunday. Rock on!